0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, what's going on, that Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Uh, on this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints' chances of uh, running the table, uh, answering the question, how many games do you think the Saints are going to finish out this season with? And we're also going to be breaking down some of the sound bites from the last press conference that was uh you know that was by uh coach dennis allen um this ain't gonna be a long show I'm, i hope that everybody checked out the earlier show that i pre-recorded uh probably gonna have more shows like that in foreseeable future uh, i'm pretty sure a lot of you already know taking on new responsibilities at my job so won't be able to do as many live shows as i once did but of course we're going to continue to have content out here uh just wanted to uh you know, answer a few questions and then we'll just go ahead and get up out of here. But first, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh head coach Dennis Allen and uh some of the things that he said at his last press conference. Um, uh, Dennis Allen spoke for about 14 minutes and you know told us a whole bunch of rah rah stuff that nobody really is buying. But you know, it, it I, I want to break some of these sound bites down because to me, it just, I, I don't know if he, he just you know trying to you know, keep the energy and the morale high or the guy just stomped down delusional. I, I just don't know. But uh, the first soundbite that I want to break down and I want to discuss is uh, the question about uh, the Saints having opportunities in the game versus San Francisco 49ers. This is what head coach Dennis Allen said.
0: Well, look, I mean, what I what I was pleased with is that we gave ourselves a lot of opportunities. Um. You know, I felt like in the second half, I thought we, we actually moved the ball pretty effectively offensively. We didn't capitalize on some uh, some opportunities that we had. Um, you know, I felt like uh, I felt like defensively, I thought we I thought we tackled well. Uh, I thought overall we played pretty good red zone defense. Um, you know, and I thought we did some some good things in the in the special teams. You know, in terms of a couple of inside the twenty punts. Um, I thought we had a couple of return opportunities. Um, We created some field position. Uh, Again, we just weren't really able to capitalize. All right, so
1: as you can see, he, he talked a little bit about the offense. He said the offense was effective. Now, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but how is a team that didn't score any points offense is effective? So you was basically matriculating the ball down the field to get absolutely nothing in return. But that was effective. Now I'm with you on the defense. The defense, they did a really good job. They got, uh, you know, the goal line stopped. You know, they was really playing well. They should have had an interception. That was just a, a terrible call by the referees. But <clears throat> when your offense generates absolutely no points, how can you possibly say that you were effective? Effective if you was moving the ball down the field and you were generating points by field goal or touchdown. I do don't understand why he would even say that. I would just have went to the defense. I would just focus on defense, and, and also, you know, Blake Gillikin kicking the ball inside the ten. But I wouldn't say absolutely nothing about the offense. But um, I have to say this: Mike Triplett uh, asked him a question. You know, and it talked a little bit about the turnover woes that have been plaguing the New Orleans Saints all season long. And this is what your head coach said
0: probably been the two most maddening categories because a lot of people want to say, that's undisciplined, that falls on coaching. And then other people would say, it's Alvin Kamara and Ryan Ramchak, how could coaches be in charge? But you, you lead the league in both categories. Yeah, I so think that, look, I think that's, you got to look at it as it's a combination of both. Um, you know, we got to do a better job as players in that area and we got to do a better job of demanding it as coaches. Um, and so that's where we're at as a team. Um, and it's not good enough, but but that's where we're at. Keep in mind, the New Orleans
1: Saints have played 12 games. They played 12 games, and we're still talking about this. You're leading the league in, in these turnovers, right? You got Alvin Kamara fumbling. You got Mark Ingram fumbling. You got, you know, you had Deontay Hardy at the beginning of the season. He was fumbling before he went out. You had all these different issues. You got false starts. You got penalties galore and yet he is still up here talking about accountability. When is it going to happen? When are we going to be, what are these players going to be held accountable? When are we going to see this accountability? This is a man that is clearly, it, once again, it's rather he is the most delusional coach or he's just trying to build morale. Look, at this particular point, I don't care who he is. I don't care if you're a superstar. I don't care if you're a multi-time pro bowl. I don't care if you're all pro. If you are screwing up The momentum that this team is building. If you are putting the ball on the ground, then you need to have a level of accountability. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much of an extension you have. I don't care if you're an NFL top 100 player. If the player respects you to a point where they just feel like, okay, man, I can't fumble or something was going to happen to me, they probably wouldn't do it. And you can tell that they're not putting emphasis on this because, once again, We are going into game number 13 with this team, and we're still talking about the same things. And we also heard this guy talk about holding people accountable. He he was looking at the locker room. We we heard him say this a couple weeks ago. He said that he's looking towards these leaders on this team to hold these other guys accountable, not him as the coach or his coaching staff. I don't know what week that was, but I remember that very, very vividly that he mentioned it looking for the veterans no bro uh-uh. when your job is on the line when people are looking at you and they don't know what to think about you the only thing they can they can think about is your 828 record before you got to the team now nah, bro you have to do everything you possibly can to make sure that people don't remember those moments but you're having a i mean you're not having a, a, a good. You're not having a, a good shot at this, man, at all. And people have no choice but to think about your ineptitude. And when you're looking for other people to fix the mistakes that you should be making, I mean, you should be fixing and putting emphasis on. You know, it's kind of hard for me to just look at you and just feel like you have everything under control. A uh, final soundbite uh, is about uh, Dennis Allen's personality. That's something that we talked about a lot on the
0: State of Saints podcast, right? Yeah, look, my personality is the way that my personality is, and I think our coaching staff's personality is the way that it is. Um, we've got to we've got to do a better job of demanding that things be done exactly right, and all of us have to take accountability for it. Um, that's why this is a that's why this is a team game. So, um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think yelling and screaming is the answer to everything. I mean, all of us have been parents, right? Look, I
1: agree. Yelling and screaming don't always solve everything. I, I mentioned on the last episode, you have a lot of coaches that are effective not yelling and screaming. I, I don't think that you have to turn over a, a, a Gatorade you know, cooler or a water cooler in order to get anybody's attention. But there's a level of respect that these players need to have for you, and it's clear that there's something missing. Now, I think the players respect Dennis Allen because if they didn't respect Dennis Allen, then I just think that some of these losses would be more brutal than what they actually were. We can actually see these guys going out there fighting and they're competing. So that tells you right there that you have a collection of great character guys on the team. But what I'm saying is you can have a... you Look, I've I've been in management for a long time, right? You have managers that... They rule their, their stores with a, you know what I'm saying, with an iron fist, right? Some of the people in the store for the majority probably don't even like the guy, but they respect him because he works really hard or she works really hard and dedicates themselves to the job. So that makes them like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I gotta fall in line. Then you have those managers that are nice and they'll work alongside you, and you probably don't want to see them get fired, so you might put a little bit of effort right but you're not putting forth a lot of effort you might you know what i'm saying like do a little bit you know what i'm saying get a little bit of job done it might take you a little longer than it probably would if you had a little bit of a tyrant type manager that's what this is when it comes to the new orleans saints they have i feel like they have a level of respect for dennis allen but i feel like it's not to a point where i feel like they they will go the extra mile right i think they're going to be they, they do their job but they know nothing is going to come of it if they don't right oh man you know come on man you know better than that you will slap on the wrist and keep it moving right but i still have my job tomorrow there is no accountability on this team and i just don't understand it like i i get that dennis allen is an incredibly talented defensive coach but are we willing to sacrifice this having an elite defense and lights out when you don't have a but i mean when you don't have a good offense when you don't have players living up to their potential i don't care what anybody says I, i've been hearing people talk about you know uh alvin kamara you know he kind of taking a step back or uh, you know he he fought he, he getting close to 30 look bro you don't fall off the turnip truck like that you you just don't you don't turn you don't fall off the turnip truck like that there are different types of ways to motivate guys some guys get motivated differently there's guys that that you have to kind of fuss with. There are guys that you kind of have to be that that teacher, you know, kind of that, that you know, that uh, Mr. Miyagi type, you know what I'm saying? Like you just kind of instruct them. And then you have guys, you know what I'm saying, you got to light a fire under their behind, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, let's get it. You know, like so that there, there's something in between that's missing. I just don't feel like some of the best players on this team just takes a, like huge steps back like this all of a sudden without having to look at the head coach of this team. I, I just don't. And this is amazing to me how you have some people on social media who get mad at me for having shows like this when we're talking about Dennis Allen. And I think one guy on social media told me today, he said that, you know, I shouldn't be talking about Dennis Allen like that. I do shows and I, I, I influence people to feel that way. No, I don't want influence nobody to feel no way. Everybody in the Who That Nation, for the most part, feel the same way about this dude. Now, once again, you got people out here that are contrarians and, you know, they feel like their fandom is is connected to not saying anything about the team that's negative, right? Oh, I'm a real true fan, so I don't say anything negative about this team. Look, there's I- I'm going to be 100% real with every single person here. Like, I'm pretty sure people can call themselves a diehard Saint fan. But they don't get more hard than me inside. I don't care what anybody says. Like some of you, you know what I'm saying, probably knew me for five years. But before this, I was a Saints fan. I grew up watching the New Orleans Saints. I was, Saints games was on before I can even remember. My memories, I, I talk about this often, is me sitting on my grandmother's living room floor and listening to the game on the radio because the games were blacked out. When people tell me, oh man, you ain't no real fan, man. I I look, I, I'm just keeping it real, man. You can get out of my face. Seriously, there's a standard that is built for 16 years that we seen. And people wanna people wanna talk about, well, the Saints had 79 seasons with Sean Payton. But guess what, dog? Guess what? For the most part, the Saints won football games. We've seen the Saints do something we've never seen under Sean Payton and Drew Brees. That's win a Super Bowl. We've seen countless NFC championship appearances. We've seen multiple playoff appearances. We've seen division championships. So when people just say, okay, man, well, you know, we spoiled. Of course you are. I say this all the time. Like, if you make it to a certain point, you and your family, you know what I'm saying? Y'all living good. You go live in a mansion somewhere, a really nice house in a really nice neighborhood. You don't want to go back to where you came from. I'm for real, man. God man, God bless my mom. You know what I'm saying? She did the best that she could. She really did. We lived in substandard conditions from time to time. I mean, we we've, we've had situations where, you know, we rent places and didn't have no heat. Had to go stay by my grandmother's house, you know what I'm saying, because it was cold that night. I'm just keeping it 100. Do I, You know what I'm saying? But God blessed us to get to a certain point, right? I don't want to go back to that. God has blessed me to have a home with my wife and my son. I don't want to go back to living, you know what I'm saying, in substandard conditions like that. So why would I sit up here and be okay with it? Just, okay, well, he's going to get it right. No, man, that's not good enough. What this organization told us, what this organization said to us, who that nation, is that they had it under control. Yes, Sean Payton is gone, but guess what? We got Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen understands what this team needs. He understands what the mission is. We got all the coaches that we had last season, along with Dennis Allen. We're going to take this team to the promised land. And regardless to who they had out there on the field, because people will start talking about injuries, Let's just keep it a buck. Michael Thomas played in week one. Jarvis Landry played in week one. Marshawn Lattimore played in week one. Ryan Ramche played in week one. Uh, who am I missing? Paulson Debo, where he didn't play. But you had Davenport, Jordan, uh, Shaw, Tuttle, David Ayamada. And you had to have a Herculean effort to beat the Falcons. And then the next week, you had the same dudes out there. And you lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm just wondering to myself, like deep down inside, like when people start talking about, well, what, what you know, wh- well, why are you bringing this up? We having all these injuries. I seen this team when the, the team was fully intact. They still was undisciplined. They still was getting false starts. They still was making mistakes. That was that was shooting themselves in the foot. That was that was kind of like a motto. You know what I'm saying? That was kind of like the the saying. For like five weeks into the season, shooting themselves in the foot. It got to a point, I just got tired of saying it. So I'm just wondering to myself, like when people say, man, give him a chance. You seen him with the best talent that the Saints had to offer. You seen it. And they still couldn't get the job done. So when people start talking about, man, the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. Undisciplined play in week one. Undisciplined play in week seven. Undisciplined play in week twelve, how much do people need to see? I get it, man some people like to look at the glass half empty instead of the glass half full I don't know some people like to look at it that way, but as for me, I'm not an idiot and you can live in this little bubble that of seclusion and delusion if you want to, but it's pretty obvious that this dude sucks as a head coach there is something that head coaches need and he ain't got it so I don't care what anybody says. I've been repping the New Orleans Saints for over 30 years of my life. There's not a human being that can come on there that can tweet anything about this team to make me feel like I'm less of a fan. Seriously, you don't know me, and quite honestly, I don't care what you think. I'm just bringing this up for the, the simple fact that maybe human beings out here right now that are on Twitter, you're probably experiencing the same thing. It's just that simple. I I can care less. I I can care less. If you want to live in this world delusion, fine. Be my guest. But not me. There's a standard that was left behind by Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and damn it, I want to see it. I don't look. If they went nine and eight, I wouldn't even be mad. At least I know that y'all in anything If I seen some halftime adjustments, if I seen a team getting better versus getting worse, or basically looking like the same team they did in week one minus the the Herculean effort bro I don't know what to tell you I I I don't know I I don't I don't know what to tell you I I really don't y'all can live in that world of delusion some of you but not me you gotta be out your freaking mind trying to sell Dennis Allen to me as a head coach as a coordinator we can talk as a head coach hell no Dennis Allen is a bunch of nothing and clueless and uh doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Look, I think that he feels like he has an idea of what he's doing, but look, it to me it, it comes off as delusion because any other coach would have come to grips with what this team actually is. And they suck. And I don't feel bad about saying that because even Tyron Matthew said they're not a good football team. Tyron Matthew is all pro. Say what you want to say about Tyron Matthew. But he has way better seasons in the NFL than he has bad seasons. You know what I'm saying? So when he comes out and says that they're not a good football team and your coach is trying to act as if they are and, oh, we got a, we got a big matchup against Tampa. Man, miss me with that nonsense, man. You, you, you can't motivate me. Look, you you can't motivate your way out of a paper bag at this point. And then Mike Triplett, if you notice, when he asked him the question, he tried to quickly like cut him off because... Mike Trippler was coming through with some real facts on his tail, and he didn't want to hear. Notice that. Like, I'm, I'm going to play it again. Notice when Mike Trippler was about to uh, really get into the question, he just he just jumped in.
0: Watch. Probably then the two most maddening categories, because a lot of people want to say, that's undisciplined, and that falls on coaching. And then other people would say, it's Alvin Kamara and Ryan Ramchick. How could coaches <laughs> be in charge you you lead the league in both categories yeah i think that look i think that's you gotta look at it as it's a combination of both see he just jumped all over the man because he he
1: was about to really go in on him and that's what i'm saying man like all this all this delusional banter all this delusional commentary is pointless like it's it's about time that you come to grips with that you're not very good like you're the like it's like (laughs) it's like you, you ever seen American Idol? Like, you see like the first couple weeks of American Idol and they bring people in and you got somebody that probably, you know what I'm saying, got told that they can sing. You know what I'm saying? They walk up in there, they, they feel like they blowing. They think they went in Houston and Mariah Carey in 95 or something. And then they start singing and everybody just looking at them like, man, why y'all brought this? why y'all brought this up in here? That's what Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen is week one of American Idol coming up in that thing thinking he can say but he can't thinking that he coaching and he ain't thinking that he doing a good job of it and he, he motivating somebody and ain't doing nada not a doggone thing and he think everybody's supposed to like man come on man seriously like this dude couldn't motivate me to walk across the street seriously like i mean give me a freaking break man like, let's just, man, call a spade a spade. I ain't saying you got to go out there and, and, you know what I'm saying, like, man, he suck, he suck, he suck, but, man, come to grips with what you are as a team, not very good, man. And that just, I think that just bothers us, man, because it, it's, it's, he comes to the podium, to, it's almost like, you know, it's like a surgeon, right? You know what I'm saying? A surgeon in an emergency room. All he trying to do is just stop the bleeding. He don't care how he do it. You know what I'm saying stuff a little tissue up in that thing. We got to stop the bleeding, right? But at the same time, you're doing a terrible touch-up job of it. Like that's all he trying to do, like damage control. Everybody can see that the ship is sinking. Okay, you can play the violins all you want to. Okay, you can you can play the soft music all you want to. But guess what? The Titanic is sinking. Jack and Rose are in peril, and we all can see it. All right, all right. You know, it was a touching moment when Jack told Rose to never let go. But, you know, eventually, unfortunately, he met his demise because he froze to death. Right now, I feel like Jack. We freezing to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, come on, man, give me a break. This rough, this bad stuff right here, man. This bad stuff. Let me read some of these comments. <laughs> uh, let's see, T30 says, if we win another game, I'll eat my head and do something crazy. Like put hot dogs in my gumbo. Nah, I don't do that now. I don't do that. Don't be as delusional as as, as these press conferences are. Uh, I'm a diehard, but I can see what's true about this team. That's all I'm saying. I don't feel like seriously. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Anybody out there, they got kids, right? When you know what I'm saying, when your kid do something bad. It don't make you feel good as a parent, but it helps you have to come to grips that, okay, man, you know, like, man, you know, my kid, you know what I'm saying, they, they're a little bad. You don't want to admit it, but, you know what I'm saying, you still love them, but you got to admit it. Like, when the evidence is right there in front of you, you see them knowing, like, you know what i saying, like, you know, little things. Like, okay, man, I got to watch him. You know, like, but that don't mean you love them any less. I love this team, but it's pretty obvious that this team is bad they bad folks they they bad in the words of usher everything is that they've been doing is all bad <laughs> d.a tore it down in less than a year what we built that is the most amazing feat ever right there the fact that you built up an organization and gave it credibility for 16 years and this man got it in a cellar in in less than one amazing amazing man that is that is amazing and it's amazing i think chosen said this too how he continues to make history in a bad way right <laughs> he gave the saints their worst start since 2005 uh the saints had you know they first the what shut out they got shut out for the first time in 20 years i mean what was that? I? I think well i was like a sophomore in in high school at the time that's the last time i think aaron brooks was the quarterback maybe that's the last time the saints got goose egg so this man continues like to like not only do they lose not only do they make us feel like ish as fans but they're making us reminisce of the days of the dickers and 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 you know the the lowly saints you know like that that's that's the one thing you know i mean i i don't know i don't know bad stuff man how can you? How can you not think about the worst when every particular moment of of failure makes you makes you reminded of when this team was failing every week? I'm gonna scroll down a little bit. Uh, let's see. We've been since the same fans. It's the Wallaby uh, Sweet Shop on uh, Montague. Oh man, Montague man. That's that's the that's where my grandmother used to stay. My grandmother stayed on Montague Street montague and tonti not tonti yeah man uh tell it uh does time saver still exist <laughs> i don't think so man he took me back with that one uh sean uh never used injury as an excuse dennis allen talks about it after every loss yeah because once again he trying to save himself like nobody's buying this and nobody like at the end of the day nobody cares Nobody cares about your injuries. And basically, we look at you even worse because you're using that as an excuse. Oh, I can't coach because I ain't got the right player. Nah, bro. You 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 coach, you coach the players on the field, and that's one of the main reasons why you have to have depth. Because you're gonna have injuries. Let's just let's just keep it a buck, folks. I like Michael Thomas, but let's let's be real. The dude been injured for almost two years. Okay, you get Chris Alive, you get Jarvis Landry. All right? but you're not going to get some other young guy that that's talented. Also, because there could be a possibility that, I don't know. What's happening right now it happened with Michael Thomas. Uh, Jarvis Landry coming off a knee injury, there's a possibility. I don't know. He might have another knee injury again, or a leg injury, which happened. Like, come on, man. Like, the arrogance of this team. Like, I don't feel bad because all of the situ- – like, everything they done, they brought on themselves. The arrogance of this team. And I feel – man, honestly, I feel so cheap and used. Have y'all ever seen Boomerang? Y'all ever seen Boomerang with that scene with uh, Robin Givens and, you know, Eddie Murphy was in the bed and, you know what I'm saying, Eddie Murphy woke up and Robin Givens was walking out the door and then you had Eddie Murphy, like, pull the uh, covers up to his face was looking like this. That's kind of how I feel right now. That's how I feel. I feel like Eddie Murphy with Rob and give walked out the door. Seriously. Like, you ain't even going to stay here? You ain't gonna, Like, that? I feel so cheap because they used us man like like they was like okay man we got everything under control man we got man we got land man we got 100 badge man we got Den alley he got to come back man forget what he did in oakland man we about to we about to wreck shop we about to dominate the south and look at us now look at us now man i mean i feel i mean jada picking on set it off like when she When you know what I'm saying, when she uh came back from homeboy house, she was scrubbing, you know what I'm saying, scrubbing herself all, you know what I'm saying, hard and stuff like that, trying to get the the, the shame off her. That's how I feel, man. They 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 played us, man. They played us to the left. And like I said, the the arrogance, the getting rid of CJ Gardner Johnson, just saying, oh man, we ain't gotta pay Marcus Williams. I mean, just bad whiff after whiff after whiff i mean top five pick for the eagles it, I, I don't feel bad because all these decisions they want us to be comfortable with they want us to become we got everything under control you do not you do not tj about to jump through the screen and smack some people now i'm not i ain't smack i ain't smacking nobody man it ain't worth it, it ain't worth to smack nobody well, smack them for what uh, Peyton would have had the Saints in first place. I agree with that. And, and that's the reason why I just feel like he a bad coach. Because any other coach, the are average coach. Okay? An average coach. You put Doug Peterson on his team, the Saints win in the division. You put... I'm trying to think about average coach. You put Mike Zim on his team, the Saints win in the division. You put... I'm trying to look around the league. Trying to look around the league. You put... Cliff Kingsbury and the Saints winning the division. I, I'm serious. Like, I man, the dude sucks. It, it's just that simple. The dude sucks. This dude will make this team worse. Calm down, my friend. You about to pop a vein. Uh nah. I ain't about to pop a vein, man. Definitely not. Uh, we've been a saint fan. <laughs> Hit the chips. Uh, I understand what you're saying, TJ. Uh we've been a same Fast since Skate Country and Rain. Ooh, boy. Remember with uh J uh VG uh became head coach of the Pels. Yeah, Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, one and done. We suck like a 600- 600 <laughs> fair pipe. <body. laughs> we've been a same Fast since St. Luke summer camps. Ooh, ooh. greater great a new Saint Luke. Dennis Allen is a joke. He needs to be fired. Uh, he is a basket case, totally clueless. Yeah, man, he clueless. I'm talking about Alicia Silverstone clueless. <laughs> man. Uh, let's see. If he sucks, wouldn't he occasionally have a time management blunder? Uh, Would have all seen the bad coaching look like over in Baton Rouge uh, during left miles. Nah, dude sucks, bro. You, know, you can try to justify this all day, all night, all afternoon, all evening. Dude sucks. I don't care. Like you can, you can talk about one good quality. I will say this. I give them that. You know the Saints always seem to have timeouts in their pocket towards the end of games. They ain't just flushing them out. So I, I will give them that. But uh, you know you can have all the timeouts you want. Where the points at? Right? Uh, where the halftime adjustments at? I've, I've seen three weeks in a row where this dude just got out coached by by the adversary, by the ops, if you will. And yet we still sitting up here trying to justify this clown, man. Come on, miss me with that. The hardest part about this is there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And if there is, it's a train. Dennis Allen has no energy. He looks like a zombie on the sidelines. Uh, This team is probably a game away from uh, (laughs) tuning DA out, uh, outside looking in. Uh, It looks like guys are just clocking it in. Uh, clock it in and out instead of going to work passionately. I think these dudes care, you know. Obviously, they care, man. If the performance that the defense put on against the 49ers, it shows you that they care. Problem is, you know, you can care all you want to, but it, it, the coach got to help you see things, they got to put you in positions to succeed. And when it comes to crucial situations, when it's that, when when a Game is on the line and the chips are on the table. They're coming up short. They're coming up short. So you can you can have all the fire and desire all you want to. But if your coach is not putting you in a position to succeed, it's not happening. DA looking for a clue in the in the daylight with a flat light. <laughs> Let's see. Uh we are in uh the water freezing uh, to death. We're asking for heat and help. And Dennis Allen is dumping more big coolers of ice onto us. That's a good, that's a good example right there. Uh the Saints media team needs to uh play in the background when DA is playing was <laughs> talking. Uh let's see. Hey uh TJ Dennis Allen is as bad as old Saints head coach JD Roberts. Terrible, man. Look, he up there with uh with Jerry Donardo, uh Rick Vantur, like he, he he up there, he he up there. <laughs> Fire Dennis Allen. <laughs> All the retrade coaches, uh, including D A, have losing records. Yeah, I mean, you got some coaches out here that can kind of reinvent themselves. We've seen it with Belichick. We've seen it with Pete Carroll. Uh, we've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it is has a possibility of happening, but I just think that. You know, sometimes, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I I think with Josh McDaniel, it is what it is. I think with Dennis Allen, it is what it is. You know, and the thing about it is I feel so bad because these dudes sucking it up so badly that you might have another coach out here that deserve a second chance and probably figured it out. And the team probably won't even go to him because they're going to be like, you remember what happened with Dennis Allen? You remember what happened with Josh McDaniel? So they they up here causing other people jobs by sucking it up like they're doing it. See, they take it bread out of another bad bout. The problem is our offense is outdated. Uh, we should have retired uh, in-house. Rashid uh, Shahid needs more touches. I agree with that. You know, I, I think that the young man is really stepping up. I think that he's improving every single week. Uh, I, I think that more, he needs more opportunities. Every time he puts the ball in his hands, something magical happens. You know, he had an eight-yard jet sweep. Uh, he had a really good route, man. Really good, uh, you know, route that he... uh he put on a cornerback, you know, got the first down. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot, man. Um, And I do agree that, you know, we still out here looking for the next Drew Brees when we need to be looking for the next whoever come in and they just need to be content at building the team around that particular quarterback. You know, all like, and people got mad at me for saying this, but I'm going to continue to say it. We need to stop digging in the crates and remembering the days of yesteryear and trying to, Trying to reinvent the wheel. It's over. You know, it was a great run. It was a great run. Like it, it really was. It was a, a, a magical run. But it's time now for for a change. It's time for a change, man. It's time for a new identity. This team has absolutely no identity. This team is def it is trying to be something that is not. You know, we got a bunch of MC gustos out here. You know what I'm saying? Like for those that seen CB4, like. This team is full of MC Gustos, you know. Uh, it, it, it's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like you trying to you perpetrate, yeah. You know, like you try to find your own identity, you know. You know instead of instead of trying to be MC Gusto, try to be Albert Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like Albert Brown is who you are. Try to find ways to re. You know what I'm saying? Reinvent yourself, and, and be something that's that's comfortable, you know, for you in a quarterback. The, you know, I think the reason why they're they're trying to make andy dalton work so much because he's you know on the team he's the closest thing you can find to drew Brees. i'm not saying he's drew Brees. i mean i will make that very very clear but when it comes to okay who's gonna make more drew like decisions out of these three quarterbacks and that's why they're going with andy dalton because to me i feel like they are being lazy instead of them you know tearing it all up and trying to come up with different ways to try to make things work with Jameis winston You know, and trying to combine, you know, some some taste them up in that thing. They rather just sit up there and try to go with the old playbook, (laughs) dust it off, you know, and put it in Andy Dalton's hands and hope that Andy Dalton, you know, can can see that screen pass like Drew did in 2015. Find yourself a quarterback that's gonna you can build your team around, find your coordinator that's gonna help this guy see the field, find your head coach that's going to not only uh be a coach, but a mentor uh you know offensive innovator hopefully and, and let's try to see if we can uh go into a new generation of of, of saints you know innovation you know right now trying to be what you not is, is a problem and it's causing you it, it, that's the reason why you know you winning one losing one winning one losing one because you have no identity you have no identity and you you go into the fetal position when things go bad like who cares? You know, like if you're not running the football, like you you try to run the football three times, it don't work. Now, all of a sudden, we don't see no runs no more. Uh, You you, you try to put Taysom in a game, he gets stopped, then we don't see Taysom no more for the rest of the game. Yeah, Rashid, he do a jet sweep and you don't see him no more. It, it's like, it's like they just don't have any type of oomph about themselves, like no swag, like fourth and one right there. Who cares if you don't get it? At least you try it. You know, but at this particular time, I mean, they too scared. They play scared. They co scared. They they just a bunch of scary stuff. Eagle signed former St. Uh, Quan Baker to their practice squad. Well, that's good for him, man. Good for him. Uh, at this point, it don't matter. As long as Dennis Allen on our sidelines, it don't matter. I'm like, TJ, get this guy off my sidelines. We win one, lose three. He ain't it. Let's see, D.A. as a uh, head coach refused to take personal accountability as always coaches and players fault uh, as ship captain uh, with the authority and power, then the accountability falls on D.A. Yeah, he always like. I never hear him say, man, that's on me. You know, it's on the coaches. Like, I don't really hear him say too much of that. Oh, it's the players. We need to coach. We need to do this, to do that. Like, every now and then you like to hear him come out here and say, you know what, man, I, I need to do better as a coach. You know, I feel like, you know, I'm letting the team down. You know, I feel like I'm letting the fan base down. You know, I think that we need to try to, you know, do better. I will do better. You know, something like that, you know. But instead, uh, I feel like we had some some really good opportunities here. Like, I get the whole glass half full thing. I really do, man. I, I really understand that. But man, there's a fine line between uh, stealing hope and being delusional. And that's what he sounds like. And I, I I really honestly feel like he goes to the podium and feels like he's really doing a good job at at putting the fire out but in reality he basically walking in spitting kerosene everywhere you know i'm saying spreading the fire all over the place you know when you go after the half after after a guy threw two pick sixes you know and you know you tell him well keep on doing what you're doing what you know like it, it may sound good to you like man but I understood, like, he probably felt like, well, outside the two interceptions, but the last memory that people had was him throwing two pick sixes, and you telling them to keep on knowing what you knowing, or when your team is at as bleak as you up here talking about, well, you know, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some players come back, or, you know, you, you not, inst- you know, getting, you not instilling any level of trust. Uh, between yourself and the fan base when you lie about Jameis Winston when you lie about Michael Thomas when you lie about you know what I'm saying some of the the issues and, and the decision when it comes to going with Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston like how can anybody trust you how can anybody believe in you they can't you know like man, how, how can you tell how can you tell somebody you love them you lying to them all the time how are they supposed to believe that how they supposed to appreciate your existence when you constantly letting them down? That that I mean that that's the whole point. Like this dude is like honestly his like his 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 press conferences are almost like he's alienate trying to alienate the fan base. But I just think that we too slick for that man. He trying to slick a can of all as they say. You can't do that. We we ain't, we ain't feel, like we ain't feeling that man. Like one thing about people from New Orleans. One thing about Saint fans, man. You ain't gonna lie to us. You are not. Like we 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 can see uh you know, like uh what was Watson said or the American gangster, you can't bull ish a bull itter. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. Like you can't you can't BS a BS You can't. Like we 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 know <laughs> what they say, we don't fat be greasy. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like knock it off. I'm gonna read a few more, then I'm gonna uh, go ahead and get up out of here, folks. But thank y'all for being here tonight. You see, T uh TJ. Uh, what do you think about Chris Rashard becoming a head coach? Um, I think he deserves a chance to be a head coach. I'm just, I, well, let me, let me take that back. I would like to get Chris Rashard to become a, uh, be a head coach. I would. First off, when he talks, he demands your attention. Like, you can't fake that. You cannot fake that. I feel like he a leader of men. I feel like he a motivator. I feel like I don't I don't know why he doesn't get opportunities. I don't understand why people don't take this guy serious. But every time he has a press conference, I know it's normally on Thursdays. I listen to him talk, and I'm like, man, like this dude got something. Like, yeah, I would. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because I'm I'm I feel like what's going to get the Saints out of this this bleak this bleak moment. Is offensive uh minded coach, but I definitely wouldn't mind him being a head coach of my football team. I just think what the Saints actually need is somebody that's offensive right now. Uh at the State of Saints podcast, you speaking truth. Uh TJ sounded like uh, the 13 bloodline just now with uh we had a good run. <laughs> uh they sleep the sleeping giant are awakened. Uh, let's see, no more fade routes to uh for t- that Lord have mercy. Why are you throwing fade routes to a quarterback slash tight end? Like God just became tight end last week, and you up here trying to throw fade routes to him, like like he like he laughed at Jerry or Plaxico Birds back in the Super Bowl with the Patriots or something. Like, come on, man, what are we doing? Uh I can better play, uh <laughs> I can <laughs> I call better plays on bad. I do too, you know. Even a computer, like where they do suggested plays called better plays than that. Uh, I wish we could finish the season nine and eight, but then maybe Dennis Allen will keep his job so I don't know what I want. You know, the more I think about it, the more I just feel like they probably going to end up keeping Dennis Allen for another year, but they probably going to end up changing his coaching staff around. They probably going to tell him, look, we going to keep you for another year, but you have to change the the coaching staff around. And I think that's probably the only thing that's probably going to save him because it's going to probably protect him from his own ineptitude. What I I've talked about this all the time. Like, I, don't, I you you probably got to go back, got to dig into the State of the Saints podcast, crazy. But I said this before. I said the biggest issue that the Saints have is you have a bunch of guys that are like-minded guys. They are. They think the same. They feel the same. And I would say when the Saints was kind of dealing with some offensive issues before, I said, you might want to get somebody that's, that's different to help you see things differently. With Pete Carmichael, I used to make jokes. I was like, man, he was on Juicy Fruit duty, right? He He's going to basically just agree with what Sean Payton does and go with the game plan. But if you bring another guy in that's offensive coordinator, maybe he'll look at things a little bit differently. Maybe he can have, uh, you know, healthy arguments with sean payton i think that's probably what you need you got too many guys that think the same way that, that's culture you know what i'm saying that they understand the culture so they kind of embedded into it p carmichael been here forever and i don't. I, I think the biggest mistake that the saints made and we look at it now it, it was a huge mistake is them convincing him to do something that he didn't originally want to do like at that particular moment, it was a time for you to possibly find somebody that is, you know, another coordinator. And maybe you want not be in this situation right now because you have a guy that's bringing his own philosophy in. So they probably going to end up, you know, keeping him and maybe changing his coaching staff around. Maybe, uh, you know, Pete Carmichael probably going to end up, you know, falling on the sword. But I tell you what, I say this and I'm going to continue to say this. This is gonna be a hard sell. Like, if the New Orleans Saints keep Dennis Allen, they probably have to be prepared to understand that you're probably not gonna be selling out. <laughs> you probably not gonna have uh, sell as many season tickets as you once did. You probably, you know, you probably have a nice little turnout for training camps and all season workouts and stuff like that. But it won't be the same as as years past. Like they got to be prepared for that, so they have to ask themselves this question: Are they willing uh, to sacrifice that? Are they willing to allow Dennis Allen to go into another season and right the wrongs of this season? Do they have enough confidence in him that he can do that? What about Herm Edwards?
0: Hell no. To
1: the no, no, no. Yeah, to the no. Nah. hello, you played to win the game, and you won't be winning a lot with him. uh, I'm not buying the injuries, most games uh, we lost weren't because of the players, it's because of the bad coaching and lack of discipline. I would tell you, chosen, I don't know if, i'm I'm gonna get chosen as, as props when we were talking about this team in all season, Chosen said this, he said. The only thing that bothers me is how would Dennis Allen respond in making adjustments during halftime? I feel like that would probably be something that we need to look at. I'm going to give that man his props because he said this before the Saints play any games. And as we can see, man looking like chose a diamonds right now because it's, it's been an issue. like and that, and that has been the thing that has plagued this team all year long all year long you know so i'm gonna get that man his props for that one because he definitely called that uh i really missed the saints game when the saints was kicking butt yeah the saints are a boring football team they they boring they they man your fandom keeps you around right or wrong right or wrong Your, your fandom keeps you around it's definitely not the excitement of the game these games are boring like seriously i am I'm ai I'm a, am will be honest with you. <clears throat> the last few Saints games that I watched, you know what I was doing? I was washing dishes, I was cleaning off the countertops. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I was out, you know, just throwing a ball around with Paxton, and, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and playing with him. The games are boring, you know, like they they boring. Like, I I you know, I try to be as receptive as I possibly can, but my goodness, man, it's only meant two minutes. It's only so many three and outs I can take. There's only so many three and outs I can take, Who That Nation. You know, like when you just look at these guys and you seeing Andy Dalton taking a sack on fourth down and crucial situations and you're not, like, you're not seeing uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, in, in the flat. Man, look, I heard, man, shouts out to Nick Underhill. I heard Nick Underhill, like, dissect that play. Nick, I, I appreciate I appreciate the effort, bro, but that just that just that just proves that he sucks. All right. All right. There's no justification for this, right? There, there's no justification for that. I've seen bro, There was a play. There was a play. And oh man. Well, I missed these moments. The wild card playoff game a couple of years ago. I want to say it was in 2020. It was Drew Brees' uh last season. There was a play where Drew Brees was under the rest. Three dudes coming his way. Drew Brees sells the ball over three defenders into the hands of Latavius Murray. When I know Drew Brees is six foot tall. I know for a fact you got six, three, six, five, six, six defenders right there in your face. But you sell a ball over the head to Latavius Murray. Those are the type of plays where you just like, man, I miss Drew. There's no way in hell no there's n- there's no way you can convince me i don't care who was rushing who i don't care who missed the block if drew brees was on that team hell if jared Goff was on his team that would have been a touchdown no disrespect to jared Goff. i think he's pretty good don't you he? he think he's doing a good job this season but all i'm saying is man like man i ain't feeling that explanation i get it i get it it makes sense you know, my, my boy uh, Dick Underhill, that boy, a beast with that all 22. But, man, I, I can't accept that, bro. I can't accept that. I've seen, I've seen guys make those type of plays. I mean, anybody that's taking a sack on fourth down, it's kind of hard for me to feel like they made the best decision on first down. And that was the best decision that they could have made. I, I just don't agree with that. I, I just don't. Uh, win or lose, uh, going to say who, regardless who that I agree with, uh, changing the coaching staff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, my integrity to not be a bandwagon fan keeps me watching. Definitely not buying no new gear until Da is out of here. I mean, uh, you see some improvements, you know. I just want to see some improvement. I I would like to see Dennis Allen go. I, I really would, um, because I just think regardless we're gonna find ourselves back at this point some sometime in the foreseeable future. You can prolong the inevitable all you want to. <laughs> so, T.J., you think it's going to take uh, two years of sucking to get this? A- yeah, because as we as we can see, the the Saints organization, for some apparent reason, they like to double down on the foolishness. You know, I know I keep on saying this, but that's a, that's, that's that's the best way I can put it. They double down on foolishness. They've have they have fold they have fell flat on their face all season long since the beginning of the season. Bad decision after. Bad decision, right? And uh, I hate to say it, but they're gonna have to start looking at Mickey Loomis a little bit different. like we're gonna have to start looking at him a little bit different now. I will say this, I'm not really to like criticize and crucify Mickey Loomis like some Saints fans are because I feel like he have enough built up capital to for me to give him a chance. However, when it comes to Dennis Allen, he does not have it, okay? Dennis Allen came up in here with Linton buttons in his pocket in my opinion all right you got to prove something to me all right you you got to prove that you got what it takes to to lead this team somewhere i mean you can say what you want about mickey loomis but mickey loomis has proven that he can get the right players in here you can get the right coach he can get players you know what i'm saying that can that you can build a team around we've seen that you you may not be happy with his decision in this offseason, season justifiably so and i'm not even mad at anybody for feeling some type of way about mickey but Mickey Loomis has had enough built up capital throughout the years for us to like be okay, you know what I'm saying, like okay, we'll see where this goes, maybe you know what I'm saying if it keep on going this way, maybe we need to keep it moving, but this dude Dennis Allen, no sir, not gonna lie uh it's been good to actually watch other football teams and be a fan of football and take a break from the sorry uh play uh form the saints uh week after week well, look I all like chosen. I always watch football, man. Regardless, like I watch all I watch all the games. Honestly, I'm kind of happy that the Saints aren't playing on Sunday cuz I get a chance to watch the NFL rear Zone, be able to watch all the different games and all the different teams and and, and you you know you start having appreciation and also a, a level of envy uh that you see good quarterback play, good wide receiver play, uh, you see turnovers galore. Uh you know, you, you start feeling like, man, why my team can't be this good. But um I love football, always have, always will, man. And um, I have an appreciation for that. And I think all, I, I think you should love your, the team, the Saints, of course. But I also feel like, you know, you, you should have an appreciation for football. I have an appreciation for great players and, you know, and, and great teams. Uh, we went from entertaining to boring, extremely. The Saints one of the most boring teams in the league. Dennis Allen will find a way to lose in a bye week, too. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Falcons are more exciting. The Carolina Panthers are more exciting. I want not put Tampa up there. Tampa up there with the Saints. They 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 boring too. Uh, but Falcons and Carolina, they're exciting. They're they exciting football team. Uh, let's see. Lord, please don't let us go back to the days when you could sit damn near anywhere in the dome. <laughs> I tell you what, they better fix this because it might end up being that way because Ain't no free agents want to come up here to play for no Dennis Allen. I can tell you that. Not the way they're playing right now. Uh, I think it's only me, but I don't trust Tyron next uh, year as a starter. I think the I think the play scheme, I think the defense that they run is just not a good fit. I don't know if they lied to Tyron Matthew. Uh, you know, they, they they gave him the Jarius Bird treatment when it was like they're going to play a triangle type defense. They're going to have him playing the center of the field like he Earl Thomas. They wanted to replicate the Seattle Seahawks back in the day, right after Seattle won the Super I, I don't know if they went to the chalkboard and they started drawing up. Okay, man, we want you to look right here. And then, you know, as soon as they throw that pad, boom, there's you. I don't know if they lied to him or what, man. But that is not like I, – I went back. I went back and I watched me some defensive games with Tyron Matthew playing for other teams. And he is not playing the same type of defense. He is He is not playing the same position as he did as some of those other teams. And I just think that I feel I feel bad because I I think that when, when you look at it, it. It's making it's making this dude look worse than what he actually is, because it is the reality it is the real deal. Holyfield. Think about this, folks. When it comes to the safety position. How many interceptions did you really just start seeing C.J. Garner Johnson get? How many interceptions did you really see Mark um, Malcolm Jenkins get? Now, when it comes to Marcus Williams, Marcus Williams is a little bit of a ball hawk and he can kind of cover so much of the field. You know, the ball sails in the air. he comes flying across the field, catching the interception. I mean, he got wide receiver hands. But for the most part, when it comes to the box safety, when it comes to that nickel corner slash safety, you ain't see these dudes catching no picks. You didn't. I, you, do you think it's, I find it, I find it ironic that CJ Gardner Johnson on average, probably average maybe one two interceptions per season with the Saints probably most of them came with intercepting Tom Brady but then he goes to the Eagles now he got six that's because they play him differently it's the scheme so I just think that the way that we looking at Tyron Matthew and the way that he's playing we talking about he's slow and he's slow and all that kind of stuff there I just think that the defense that the Saints are playing is not a good fit for him it's just not and I just think that the way, it, and it's really, I feel like I feel bad for him because it's making us look at this dude differently when we should be looking at the defense and, and what they're asking him to do and where he has been in years past. Like, you know, is he comfortable playing this, or he just out there just being a good worker? hand? Uh, let's see. The Saints organization is quiet. They haven't uh, gave him a vote of confidence. Yeah, I've noticed that. See good coaching watching other teams too. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mickey definitely has to take some accountability. Uh, Mickey front uh, contracts like he be- <laughs> big beat, but it's only because we are losing that it looks bad. Yeah, I mean, look, hindsight is 2020. What at the beginning of the season, you know, we we all was down, you know what I'm saying? We we was we we felt like you boy would just. Hitting them out the park, right? We just thought it was gonna work out, but now, as we can see, it's not. And um, now we just frustrated about it. But that's just the way it goes sometimes, man. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Lattimore, Debo, Taylor. I wish Taylor or Debo could take Tyron spot and start uh, playing more four three because I'm really happy uh, how the four three played against the forty nine. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I really think that. I really think that it's a good move. I think that you've seen some different uh, things defensively that we didn't see. Um, I'm glad that they probably watched the film and they they realized that they can play a little bit more base defense. They, they was kind of forced to play more base defense uh, the last uh, couple weeks ago against the Rams because you had Peyton Turner, he went out. So you only had so many defensive linemen out there so you had to kind of do more base and send your linebackers on the blitz and, you know, have them rushing. So it, it kind of probably, you know, who who knows? If, if Peyton Turner would have stayed in the game, who knows how they would approach that 49ers game? Would they have approached it with the same type of uh, strategy or did the whole Caden Ellis dynamic kind of change the way that they, they, they played the game and it worked in their favor? But like I said, I just don't, I don't know, man. I I just, it's hard for me to just look at this dude and just sit up here and be talking about he sucked when they're asking him to do something like completely different from what he's used to doing. And I just say, I I think he's putting forth a valid effort based on that's not the way that he normally plays defense. You know, I mean, look, Tyron Matthew ain't really too much of a box, you know what I'm saying? A box safety. He's not, you know what I'm saying? He kind of like, you know, plays free, a little bit of nickel, you know what I'm saying? Probably guarding the tight end. You don't really see this man going into the box trying to stop the run like that. You know, that's why they got Marcus May out there. So I don't know, man. It's kind of hard for me to just sit up here and just criticize this dude for playing a style of defense that he's not normally used to playing and that has not been – it has not helped him become the honey badger that we know him to be in. It's kind of hard for me to accept that, man. We still ain't seen that what Smoke Monday got either yeah i mean he, you know he done for the season he had that injury but who knows maybe he'll be back next year the saints had the best defensive effort against the 49ers i agree uh, i like him only on defense not as a coach yeah i agree uh that's uh who's uh in a check marcus may <laughs> yeah man you really don't hear that much about marcus may at all man i i, I don't know i mean you don't really hear too much about him, but hey Played pretty good last week. I ain't really hear too much about him. I mean, I ain't see him giving up too many plays. Or... So I don't know, man, but he, def- he, def- he definitely not doing what we feel like he could have done. I was really excited when they got Marcus May. I mean, I seen him play for the Jets. I always felt like he was a guy who needed opportunity to really show people what they have. But um, he- he's not really doing what we feel he should have been doing coming from the Jets. Tyron isn't a box safety playing him like we did Roman Harper he's much exactly and I just think that people just need to understand that like I don't know just putting a wash label on them like that I don't know man I've seen I've seen guys uh play in certain systems and it just does not fit them and then they'll go to another team and they'll uh, a coach ask them to do something completely different and then they become all world pro bowler you know I just think that schemes matter styles matter. Uh, you know, comfortability matters. Michael Thomas has disappeared from the team. His absence says a lot. Well, he's absent from the team, but he's definitely present on social media, you know. So <laughs> look, I, I I don't know, man. You know, I feel bad for the dude uh having this bad luck over the last couple of years. I mean, he was definitely on his way to the hall of fame, but you got to start asking yourself, you know, dude almost 30 years old. I mean, I've seen this movie before, you know. I, I've seen this with, uh, uh you know, with uh, Hakeem Nix, you know, like the, the wide receiver came out of North Carolina, got drafted by the New York Giants. I mean, him and Michael Thomas are kind of like the same type of build, man, same type of uh, big hands, you know what I'm saying, both vice grip hands. Then all of a sudden, you know, Nix started having them ankle injuries and then started having them knee injuries. And next thing you know, uh, you know, he wasn't in the league no more. I mean, he was on a tear. like. Three, four years, like he was out there being a monster. And then all of a sudden, like he started having these injuries. And um, I think the last opportunity he had was with the Saints. And uh he couldn't make the team. So I mean, Michael Thomas has a desire to play. I, I really feel that way. I'm not in that that number where people just feel like, oh, he just collecting a check. And I I I feel like like you have to be a complete imbecile uh to be on a Hall of Fame trajectory, get paid and just be like, okay, man, I'm done. I, I'm I'm good. I don't, I don't need no Hall of Fame. I, I don't need. It. I don't need no accolade. I don't need no All Pros. I'm good. I got my money. I I, I don't I don't buy that. Um, do I feel like the money uh, is driving his decisions? Like when it comes to social media, or you know, what I'm saying maybe his disconnect from the team. Do I feel like his money? uh is affecting like him being around yeah i do i absolutely do like if michael thomas was running with empty pockets there's no way in the world we ain't see him on the sidelines uh, we won't see him as often you know as we have not been seeing him. that I, I do believe but i think he has a passion to play i think he wants to play i just think that it's just been bad luck and i'm not in the business of kicking a man while he's down i think we all have, uh been in situations where we want to do well or we want to so, do something but we just can't sometimes we just can't do it uh thank you very much for the 499 Said protect uh safe.com says uh we watch the game in person uh makes you uh see fast the game uh and shows how important it is to play uh right players on the field and right play calls yeah that's true you know i mean it's important i mean you, you got to help the the players see the field you got to help them Uh, see things that they may not see, and um, I don't know, man. I'm just interested to see what the Saints are going to do down the stretch. Hopefully, they can get the job done, um, win some games, make it competitive, make it fun. But right now, uh, between this uh, last days ago coach, um, mediocre quarterback play to say the least, and all these mistakes by these players that we count on year after year to make an impact, it's taking its toll, man it's taking its toll and um you got to be real loyal and loving you know, to this team you know what i'm saying to, to really stomach these games right now you know to stomach these games you you got to be a real diehard right now and i appreciate you i appreciate you all for being here on the state of saints podcast uh still continuing to watch still continue to support uh we're going to continue to do it we're going to continue to talk about the team we're going to continue to talk uh, about the New Orleans Saints until there's no, no longer nothing to talk about. And then we're going to talk about them some more because we got to talk about the draft, right? We're going to talk talk about what's going to happen with Sean Payton. Is Sean Payton coming back to the league? If he comes back, then what is going to be the return on the investment? You know, so a lot of things to talk about, man. I mean, it should be interesting down the stretch. Uh, As long as all these teams stink, the Saints – still have a a shot at the playoffs, which is unbelievable at this time. How you got four wins and still in playoff contention is unbelievable. Uh, it's it's amazing. But, uh, thank you all so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast. Please hit that like button. If you enjoy the state of the saints podcast, we've got 162 people watching this as of right now, ask that you hit the like button. If you enjoy the show, I ask that you subscribe. Uh, if you like the content, uh, we have, uh, over a thousand episodes here of the state of the saints podcast throughout the years. And uh, if you are new to the channel, thank you so much. Hopefully this won't be your last time. Uh, once again, subscribe to the channel. You can also check out the state of the saints podcast, Facebook page, facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at tjayjones Jones eight and previous episodes are available on Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, radio and anchor FM till next time. All I got to say is, who that?